Welcome to episode 53 of Those Muckrakers. I'm Pete. And I'm Pat. Uh, so I took a, uh, I don't I, I didn't get a chance to tell you about this too. Um, so I took a, a Donald J. Trump uh, presidential survey today. Oh yeah? Does that um, ask you which cabinet position you would be most qualified for? Oh, I hope and I get And whichever one. one it is, they actually just go ahead and hire you because they need a lot of people hired. They, well, they you fucked up. been paying attention. I'm either going to get a cabinet position or go to jail. Um, I fucked up. It had a whole bunch of crazy questions like, do you agree that we should that the president should stop sending uh, uh, pallets full of cash to Iran? Uh, oh, my God. That's, they, they fucked I, up I know his... exactly what they're referring to with that, too, is yeah. the problem. Like, I well, know the propaganda from years back. Well, they fucked up because they uh, they left a spot for other and you to leave a comment on each one. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I was like, well, it's better than sending pallets full of cash to Trump's golf resort. I'd rather <laughs> give it to the Iranians. Yeah, I mean, if people are not aware, uh, we've spent like what forty nine million dollars on a fucking Trump going. No, it's like that much per weekend for Trump to go golfing every weekend. Usually with here's, four day weekends too. Here's he what I'm gonna say Thursday and gets back on Tuesday. Here's what I'm gonna say about Iran, and this is the thing about Iran. In international diplomacy, and I'm stealing a little of this phrasing from uh, Dan Carlin. If you haven't listened to Hardcore History, it's amazing. He talks about empires and, and international politics, and he talks about carrots and sticks, right? Right. You can't govern with just one. You need carrots and sticks. The problem with, like, Iran is we had some good carrots, and it was working. Uh, also, the way Iran is now is our fault for backing a coup back in the 70s. We fucked up Iran, and then we've been giving them the stick ever since then. Um, yeah, we used to uh, give them weapons paid for by uh, selling blow and contra. Yeah, selling, selling. Yeah, we used to give weapons to Iran in the war against Iraq uh, by uh, selling cocaine and and like uh, weapons to uh, uh, death squads in South America. So, uh, uh, thanks, Reagan. Um, but the point is. Uh, yeah, so you a harmless use... country called Iran who would always be a grateful ally. Yeah, so you use the point is you use uh, you use carrots with Iran. You get them on your side, and you have a regional ally. Um, and I do want to point out that the uh, pallets full of cash you're talking about, we were paying them for shit that we had bought from them forever ago. We had just never actually given them the money for it. This was paying them for services rendered. We were actually paying our debts, unlike Trump. Trump can't fathom people actually paying money that Remember, they owe to other people. It comes down to the thing with him in every deal. There is not a win-win. There is a winner and a loser. And if you're not winning, you're losing. It's real dumb. Remember that when Will I buy Ferrell... this cheeseburger, I can't give them the dollar fifty as yeah. cost, okay? Or else I get screwed. I need my cheeseburger and I won't pay them anything. When they sue me, my lawyers will counter sue them into the ground, okay? Sad. Remember remember that uh, Will Ferrell movie, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby, where he's like a real dumb race car driver? <laughs> yes. If you ain't first, you're last. That's the kind of American mentality. This whole idea that, and this bothers me, like as an American, there's some idea that because we're Americans, we're somehow exceptional well, and we're better I, than other people because I've we were born here. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. If you've ever seen the movie Waiting for Superman, at the beginning of it, they said that um, Americans are so low in almost every category except for one. Like, we're so bad at math, and they're showing, like, the statistics of someone jumping off a, uh, a ramp going towards, like, a building or something, trying to jump a motorcycle up to it. They're like, we're really bad at math, but we're going to try this anyway, because we are number one in one area, confidence. And it shows a person jumping off the ledge and slamming straight into the building. Yeah. And the this comes down to, I believe, the reason why we're so high in confidence but so low in everything else is because the businesses over here have sunk their claws so deep into the fabric of America that they convince people that they are smart and that they know what they're doing. That way people will keep willingly doing everything that the companies want them to. So they have to keep people very dumb but very confident so that they'll keep willingly, you know, not having health care, willingly uh, being exploited to the last you know till their dying dime right like they want to they want to pay people nothing while taking from them everything that's how businesses maximize profits and well, the best way to do that is to keep people confident and stupid it leads me to another thing i heard today from a guy who was the uh he was a top u.s diplomat in afghanistan and he's talking about the pullout from afghanistan and stuff like that and he made a really good um he made a really really great i i love that that was also on earlier this uh this yeah. week how um 
the threat assessment from all U.S. intelligence branches say that, you know, everything Trump has said is wrong. He is stupid. He is doing the wrong thing. And Trump's like, and they didn't say that. They, you just misquoted them. Like, no, we, we had a we recorded their conference, right? Like all these quotes are from them. We didn't misquote them. No, they well, agree with me. They this, literally said every, you're wrong about this everything. Diplomat, he brought up a great point. So he said the reason that Western Europe stabilized after World War II because we pumped money and we kept American presence in Western Europe until it was fixed, right? So this whole, when are we going to pull out of Iraq? Uh -huh. When are we going to pull out of Afghanistan? What we actually honestly need in that region uh, is a Marshall Plan, which if you don't remember the Marshall Plan, after the Cold War, uh, Europe was devastated. And so we had part of it, the Soviets had part of it, and the so and everyone was going to turn to communism. They were eating dirt. So to get them to stop eating dirt, we pumped a whole bunch of money in their economy. We rebuilt everything. We kept an American presence over there to keep the Russians out, and we stabilized the region. So his whole point is we have low troop numbers, but if we completely pull out, uh, we destabilize the region. And, and so I was initially for Trump's whole pullout. Until I listen to this guy and I go, yeah, keeping a low American presence over there, but also staying there to keep it stabilized and work on infrastructure for the foreseeable future is the right thing to do. And the thing that he said that clinched it made me mad is for a long time, the Taliban and Al-Qaeda were willing to negotiate with us in Afghanistan at any point, right? Right. But their qualifier was they would not negotiate with the Afghan government in the room because they recognize them as illegitimate and they don't want to legitimize them. So now we've begun negotiations with uh, the Taliban without the Afghan government in the room, which means we basically in one stroke undermined anything we would have done to give them a stable government. And I don't care what anybody says, the Taliban are horrible fucking people and shouldn't be in charge of anything. Yeah. So now I'm, I'm retracting my whole, yeah, let's pull out. No, let's... Do a better job, like, of funding, like, things that stabilize the region. There is a, um, a fake independent I uh, saw talking about this on the forums as uh, probably a while back now. And what he said was that he likes to um, look at what Trump does objectively and, you know, condemn him whenever he does wrong and applaud him when he does well. Now, first of all, Trump... We shouldn't treat the president like we treat a dog, right? So, you know, where um, you give them a treat if they do good and bat them with a newspaper when they do poorly. you got to hold them to the highest possible standards. You cannot give them any margin for error. But that's one. Two is, the thing is, Trump doesn't do good. He only makes the worst possible decisions. When there are decisions to be made, he will always pick the worst cruelest one it's not just like a bad one but it's one that really rubs the salt in like well, he can't just say black people can't protest he calls them sons of bitches when they do more it, so instance. more so than that every decision he makes is not a long-term stabilizing decision it's all for short-term gain because it's all it's always selfish he never does anything the right. whole point of it, it even, might help someone but that someone's usually him or other billionaires or well yeah. i mean he's a fake billionaire but him or billionaires but you need you need a goddamn like you can't run the but, government without uh, like without a cohesive like what's going to happen in 5 10 20 years right he doesn't give right. a shit he's just working for the next ratings right so but i mean this fake this fake independence goal is just to get people to soften up their opinion on Trump. And my counter argument was then and still is, well, I can't applaud him for doing well because he always does poorly. A, so, you know, broke clocks are right twice a day. Trump's yeah. dumber than a broke clock. I just go, He's, I don't, I just go like, I don't negotiate with terrorists because I'm a goddamn American. There's that too. Like, that, yeah. That's how I felt about the wall. It's like, no, you don't negotiate with terrorists. Appeasement Someone, doesn't work. It didn't work with Hitler. It won't work with Trump. You can't give him his wall or anything else. Someone had a really great thing. But yeah, the so, go, so the point it, or, the greater point I was trying to draw here is that um, occasionally if Trump does something that I agree with, such as pulling out of Afghanistan, maybe it's time to take a step back and look at my original opinion yeah, and see, yeah. wait, was I right? I mean, was I, was I just wrong all this time? Because if Trump wants to do it, clearly that's not the right thing to do. He only makes the worst possible decisions. So yeah. if he does make something I agree, a decision that I agree with, maybe I should um, renegotiate with my brain and be like, you know what? There's clearly something you're not understanding here. Well, there's a, there was a great thing where it says, uh, uh, I saw online, they go, uh, the right. We want a genocide, the left. No way, we don't want a genocide, the right. Okay, okay, how about a little bit of genocide? Then the left replies, no, we're not doing a genocide. And the right replies, ah, look at the intolerant left, unwilling to compromise on anything. Yeah. You can't compromise on certain principles. It's like... 
but then there's people that pretend to be in the middle, but really they're people that just aren't paying the fuck attention and don't know what's going on. They're like, guys, guys, the middle ground compromise is we genocide people sometimes, but genocide means the total abol abolishment of a people, so can't really so let's, um, do let's half talk about, of that. So I, speaking of our Oh, our you know what? Actually, Thanos would be a woke independent in this uh, case because <laughs> he literally only kills half. Um, so my, my, my argument, I'm uh, trying right, to my... snap loud enough for it to show up in the audio, but it's not working. My thing I was trying to tell you earlier. So uh, I've been playing this game called rebel Inc. Where basically you have to go in, uh, then stabilize a middle East country. And so oh, you're nice. going in and you're trying to build like roads and schools and stuff and set up the government. And so the whole time, uh, these different, uh, they show you these different territories, uh, have insurgencies and stuff like that. So the insurgents start trying to take over territories and you have to call in foreign troops and then raise uh, uh, regular troops and, like, take the territory back and get everybody to support you and keep the corruption in your government down. And it makes me into such a Republican because I'm like, I need I need a troop surge! And then, like, at a certain point, your coalition forces uh, want to go home, so you have to extend uh, how long they're going to be there, but then you lose influence, which makes more insurgents yeah. rise up. But if you let them go home, it emboldens the insurgents. And I'm just like, I felt, I felt, I heard myself the other day yelling at, at my, at the game going, we stay until the job is done. My reputation be damned. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, fuck. So that's my Middle East policy is like, stop whining about going home. Stay till it's fixed. I mean, speaking of uh, foreign policies, there's a game that made me feel like a Republican, at least, the Republicans of today's world. It's what? called uh, Papers, Please. I really thought play, I really uh, thought you were going to say Pokemon Go because you're like, gotta catch them all. If only then you deported the Pokemon back to where they came from. Gotta catch them, get them out of here. <laughs> the, the, there was an actual, uh, I think, college humor on that, uh, like Trump Go or something like that, MAGA yeah. Go, where you have to catch a, catch all the Mexicans and send them back to Mexico. And then they found out that he had legal immigrants working in his resorts. Oh, I mean, yeah, of course he's a fucking hypocrite, because... Of course he is. But the game I was playing, uh, Papers, Please, is wonderful, because you play a, a border crossing guard. You have to, um, just people going from one side of the town to the other, because you're in a uh, an oppressive regime, just like Russia, and people yeah. are just trying to get to work, but they're passing through the toll, and if they don't have their correct identification, you're supposed to turn them away and tell them you know, to go home or whatever. Right. And if you do a good job, meaning if you turn lots of people away, even people who were meant to be able to cross while still exploiting as much money as possible out of them, then uh, you can be able to uh, get paid well. And whenever you're paid, then you can do stuff like keep heat for your uh, children that are sick or buy medicine for your dying wife. This if sounds you, like if a you Republican... Have a, if you have game. a kind heart, all of your children die, your wife dies, your whole family dies. Uh, you yeah. just watch everything around you rot. You have to be a heartless son of a bitch to everyone so that your kids can live. And they'll do stuff like uh, send you to work with like a little drawing that your daughter did. But if you put it up on the wall like you're, you would instinctively want to, your boss will see it and it'll cost you demerits and then you won't have medicine. Then your daughter will die. And that picture will be the only thing that you have to remind you of. This really her, sounds like this game should be called... But it's been thrown in the trash by your boss. This should just be called false equivalency. <laughs> Because this sounds like some Republican bullshit propaganda. Like, if we it, let the immigrants come over, our children will starve. <laughs> no, no, I like they won't, asshole. Wesley's voice. No, they won't. Poor Wesley. Wesley doesn't agree with that at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can feed go all the Mexican kids. Hole. We're not. This is not the prisoner's dilemma, you fucking morons. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm going to throw it out there. You know what? Uh, these poor people's lives are worth more than mine. Uh, I'm just going to say that. If, like, they had to be like, all right, you're going to choose these poor people with their babies or yourself, I'd be like, god damn it, because I haven't done shit with my life. They crossed a desert to make a better life for another human. They deserve it. Yeah, fuck it. I mean, they can, they can come stay at my place. I don't care. They're always aborted. saying, you know, don't you want the... They, they said that especially with um, the uh, the Muslims coming over. They're like, you want the Muslims staying with you if they're refugeeing from Syria? Like, yeah, sure, I don't yeah. care. Yeah, I don't know how to do that, but yeah, why not? Like, I don't... I mean, I don't I, have a lot of room. Yeah, uh, I, I, I have, like, no room, but I mean, if it's this or the streets, they're welcome to, like, cu cuddle up around my couch. 
They have to yeah. move if I go to play Kingdom Hearts 3, though, because that's out <laughs> now, if you're not aware. Is that what you want? You want the Muslims to stop you from playing Kingdom Hearts 3? Because I tell you, they'll do it. Again, it's false equivalency. I'd make them move. <laughs> you got to choose between Kingdom Hearts 3 or a Muslim child. And I tell you what, you're going to choose Kingdom Hearts 3 every time. Like, it's not a choice. It's just find a better system for everyone, you know? Like, fucking, if you... And the other thing, too, is like... Yeah, yeah, there's so much that makes me angry. Uh, for instance, the fucking Democratic Party right now, which is doing what it does best, which is fucking everything up. Yeah, because, I mean, keep in mind, the Democrats are largely, like, keeping their heads down during all this, but they're not that much better than the Republicans oh, in no, many I'm talking ways. About, I'm talking about, so everybody is declaring that they're going to run yeah. for president in 2020, right? That's uh, awful. It's fucking awful. We have more Democrats running for president in 2020 than characters in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Like, I the tagline of Smash would... Ultimate is, everyone is here. That's also yeah. the tagline for Democracy yeah. 2020. Every everyone Democrat is, is here. here. You know what? I would much rather we put all the Democratic candidates on one of those levels and just throw random weapons and go, all right, beat the shit out of each other because only one of you is going to get to run. And uh, next up, uh, Joe Biden will be debating with Incineroar. He will um, <laughs> come out to the stage with uh, the Spiked Hammer. Hillary, do a barrel roll! <laughs> Peppy Hair comes out. Barrel roll! I was yelling that during the debate with her and Trump, and Trump's just saying, I go, Hillary, do a barrel roll! <laughs> She, she's, um, such so, a, she's such a nasty woman. Ooh, ah, so let's let's go let's go through it. So what was that guy's name? Charles Schultz, the former CEO of Starbucks. Fuck! Oh my God. Okay, I'll tell you. I'll tell you this much. When I first heard the CEO of Starbucks was running, my first, my very first thought was, sure, why not? And then I learned anything about him, and I was like, no, oh, God damn it! Because he doesn't want to run as a Democrat. He wants to run as an independent. He doesn't want to deal with debates or anything. He's just going to throw his name out there when yeah. the thing starts. And the the deplorables aren't going to vote for him. He's only going to be maybe getting Democrat votes. I mean, I'm hoping not. I'm well, hoping he says, the Democrats he says, are a bit gun-shy of voting for billionaires at this point. He but. says he has to run as an independent because of people like uh, Ocasio-Cortez. Wrong. Uh, and, and, their, and their super-duper leftist view. Like uh, him. So, uh, like I said it before, I'm going to go say it again. Uh, fuck Charles Schultz. And uh, uh, Bloomberg, the former, like, fucking millionaire mayor of uh, I, New York. I hope fucking Cortez does become president, and I hope she does tax him 70 fucking percent. I, but not like the way she's talking about, where it's like, only if you are... if it, How does it go? I'm sorry. Um, you're not going to be taxed at 70 percent. It's if you go over a certain margin, you'll be taxed at that. So it encourages people to put that money into other places, like the Cayman Islands, uh, or hopefully wages for workers, right? Yeah, ideally wages for workers, but they're not going to do that. Companies want to squeeze every penny they possibly well, that's can why, out that, of their exactly, workers. Exactly, exactly. That's why you have to incentivize. Which means much longer hours, much less you pay. In, you incentivize companies. You go, look, like, there's a huge there's a huge tax break uh, if you if you uh, uh, raise wages. There's a huge tax penalty if your profits go up to this point, and then we tax you on that. I, um, so this like asshole... I love it, too. So he, he announced he was running, and somebody in the crowd was like, You stupid asshole! You're going to let Trump win! And I was like, God, yes. I, uh, I've, I've watched that clip a few times now, and I just about have it memorized. It was, Hey, fuck you! You goddamn asshole! You're giving votes to Trump! Or something like that. Yes. But yeah. And, the... then, and so then, so he's running. Uh, Cory Booker, who I like, is running, but I I got a bad feeling about Cory. There's a couple things, uh, and I got to do my own research, but... Uh, I guess he's taking a lot of super PAC money from Big Pharma. Um, oh. I don't know. He's a likable guy, and I think he would be a good president, but I don't know if he is our best bet. Um, and if anyone doesn't know, Cortez can't run because uh, you got to be 35 to run. But my God, does she ever have my vote if she goes to Oh, God, run. AOC, I've, yeah. I've seen her on Colbert, and she did such a real interview. It was wonderful. I'm going mean, to go out. If she runs for president this... when she's of age... I'm going to go out in the streets with a sandwich board and a bell, and I'm going to yell, bring out your votes! Ocasio-Cortez, <laughs> bring out your votes! Like, I'm just a night and day. I'm just going to walk up and down a highway. Bring out your votes! Well, maybe the back of it will say, listen to my podcast, the unofficial, <laughs> the unofficial podcast of Ocasio-Cortez. Also, bring out your votes. <laughs> Yep. Uh, those muckrakers on uh, iTunes. And this will um, be like 2036. We'll finally be up to 100 viewers. Oh, it's going to be wonderful. 
Um, so, uh, and so as if it wasn't bad enough, this asshole billionaire is like, oh, I ran a coffee company. I bet I should be president. Uh, he doesn't want to tell us what his views are. Like, they asked him, well, why? Yeah, because his views what? are eat the poor. Yeah, yeah. They, they asked him, what do you think the corporate tax rate should be? And he's like, I'm not going to talk about hypotheticals yeah, of what I would do gonna, in office. He's, what he's else are you supposed a... to do whenever you're running for president other than tell us why you want to be president? What you're going to do as president. You can't he's just, just gonna... keep it a secret. He's just going to hold up a fucking picture of Snidely Whiplash or fucking like John D. Rockefeller or like some robber baron and be like, eh, 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 we, we worked once, right? Yep. Um, and so what made me even more infuriated than that, and I I, I got to start this with a, because um, I don't want people to think that I dislike her or that I think that she is in any way unqualified to be president. That being Hillary said. Clinton. I, I think she'd be a good president. There are some things about her I disagree with policy-wise. But presidential Hillary? candidate... Yes. So there's, Really? There's some, yeah, because there, there were some things I disagreed with in the Obama administration policy-wise. Because there's, like, uh, four, there's four other women running, so I didn't actually know you meant Hillary. Yeah, I'm talking about uh, Hillary, Hillary, Hillary Rodham Clinton. Um, so here's my thing, and she's, she's like playing around with the idea of running again. So, Hillary, if somehow this ever finds its way to your ears, please, don't run. Because you're going to fuck this up. The only person Donald Trump could have beaten was you. And it's not your fault. You were in politics too long. There was too much going against you. It's, unfortunately, this country is ass backwards, and they would have rather, with the help of the Russians, elected a uh, orange blowhard than a qualified woman. And I'm very sorry. It was kind of your time. It was stolen from you. I get that. But now is your time to sit back, shut up, and nominate someone else. Do not fucking run. Because if she runs, she's going to siphon just enough votes to get the Democratic nomination. And then she's going to run against Trump in 2020 and fucking lose. And then we get Trump for four more years. Oh, my God. I'm going to jump off a bridge if that happens. I'm going to quit. I'm. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to come on this podcast and I'm just going to read you like some hometown news from different small uh, towns uh, around our country. I'm just not going <laughs> to listen to politics anymore. If she gets the nomination and runs again in 2020, I'm done. Um Unless uh, you're, you're gonna have to uh, do my voice whenever you come on, girls. It's gonna be like the razor in a bathtub time for me. Um, unless the only thing I say go for it, Hillary, is if Trump is in, impeached and removed from office, and it's you versus Pence. Because at that point, fuck it, it's anybody's game. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Jesus. I mean, Pence is a monster, and uh, Ellen Page cut him a new asshole on a uh, Colbert last night, so that was wonderful to see. Well, I mean, he's got two. He's got one where his mouth should be. And one where his ass is. All right, but Trump's cocks in both of those, so <laughs> tiny, tiny little Mario, are you in here? Tiny Straight down, tiny, tiny little fingers. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Elizabeth Warren is running, and again, I don't think it's her. I just don't think she has. I don't think she has the star power to make it, and I don't think she should run. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would. Okay, couple thoughts on this. For one, yeah, Fox News has had decades to create propaganda against her, especially when she nearly had the nomination against Barack Obama, but was then creamed and, you know, went on to lose the nomination in uh, 2007, and then Obama won that election, right? Or 2000... No, he it was a 2008 election. 2009 is when he was sworn in. But anyway... So yeah, I just I don't think she's got it. Like ever since then, ever, ever ever since then, Fox News knew that she would be an inevitability. So they started building up propaganda against her. So they had Benghazi, which nothing ever happened with Benghazi. It's not her fault. She had nothing to do with that. But they kept repeating it till people believed it. And then there's like the emails, which there's nothing to do with that. Like nothing ever happened there. That was a non-story. But they just kept repeating it till people believed. Oh, there has to be something there. Fox News keeps saying it every day. Well, yeah, that's because you keep listening to it every day but yeah. anyway point being is that they have created such a powerful smear campaign against her that there's just really no what's going to happen if she does win is they're going to be in heaven because they'll finally be able to focus laser focus 24 7 on hillary clinton on fox news right yeah. and they're going to have such a wonderful time against her that the republicans are going to sweep in and take the House and the Senate just like they did with Barack Obama, was they were able to use black fear to turn uh, turn out all the voters and to sweep the House and Senate blue, I mean red, from blue to red with him, yeah? In 2010, they just took everything. They're going to yeah. do the same thing with a woman in the office, especially Hillary Clinton. Oh, buttery males! Oh, I better go vote red. I feel, so I was looking at the candidates, right? 
Um, and uh, yeah, like Kristen Kirsten Gillibrand. Uh, I don't know. Is if... she the one that's changed uh, all of her stances on homosexuality in recent days? That might have been her. I think that might have been her. She called for Franken to resign. Apparently, her moderate positions. Oh on no! I, 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 that's wait. Is that her? Yeah. Hmm. Her moderate positions on uh, gun gun rights and immigration uh, when she was representing a conservative district. Uh, yeah, that has to be her then. She's the one that uh, I don't care that she called for Al Franken to resign. He should have resigned when that scandal came out. You know, it, it's whatever. It was an unfortunate thing. He thought it was a joke. He didn't actually touch the lady. It looked like he did. He's still propagating the idea that it's funny to grab someone's boobs while I they're think sleeping. It was, I think That's it was enough. Fine. He should step I, down. Yeah, I think it was fine that he resigned because... In this time and place, that behavior is, it's done. It's over with, man, and it was never right. But right. Now, now if, it, if he was a Republican, of course he wouldn't have stepped down, and that's one yeah. of the reasons why it's so difficult to be a Democrat, because yeah. we hold ourselves to a much we higher can't, standard than we can't hold the enemy other people, does. We can't hold other people accountable if we can't hold our own people accountable. Right. Um, so the one, the one person so far that stepped out but, that I go, the two people that have stepped out that I could kind of get behind uh, is Kamala Harris and Cory Booker. Cory Booker, I know that name. Didn't he start just start running today? Yeah, well, he was the uh, he was the mayor of New York. He's now a senator. Um, like I said, my only there's some things like where he gets his money from, and like the people of Newark were like uh, where he became you know his first step. Where like we felt like he was a stepping stone of the president. He didn't really care about us. And I'm like, yeah, but you're Newark, New Jersey, and no one really cares about you. So I don't know why <laughs> you're gonna single him out. Uh, let's. Uh, but I, I've I've liked him, and the thing about him is. I think he has the charisma. Um, I think he has the he has the charisma to win it. I think he has the charisma to kind of energize the base. Uh, although Beto said he wasn't running, right? Did he? I thought he was running. Is he not running? I don't know if Beto's running or not running. I haven't seen anything about him running. But I think someone uh, like Corey I, or someone well, like we still Beto, got a ways. Like over the next six months, we're gonna be seeing who else running. By summer, we'll pretty much have the roster nailed down. Yeah, because it wasn't until summer of the year before that uh, Herpy Derpy jumped into the ring. Um, but like it, it's it's not just about who would be a good president; it's also about who could win, right? Uh, yeah, I think that like right now, I feel like anyone could win if they ran against Trump, except maybe Hillary. And uh, but it might not be Trump running. But either way, I mean, who else are they going to go against? The most hated man in politics, Mike Pence. He was the most hated before Trump. Like, this, well, this really is just... I mean, they're going to have so much firepower against the GOP. I feel like that's just a dying party at this well, point. Well, this, this article I'm reading and... and Hillary, um, their hatred for Hillary might revive it, though, if she runs again. But, uh, oh, I didn't say the other side of the coin. On one side of the coin, all of that. But on the other side, it would be fucking funny to see the deplorables losing their shit for four years uh, about yeah. President Hil Hillary Clinton. As much as I would love that, we need less... We could trigger the conservatives, Peter. We could trigger the conservatives. Honestly, what the country needs as president right now and in the world, what we need... We need a fucking, like... Honestly, and I hate to say this because don't, we don't need another old white man, but we need, like, a Bob Dole. <laughs> we After this, the Bob medicine for like the that. country... We need a president that is so unoffensive and boring and just measured in everything he does. Uh, we need a shopkeeper. Right, but uh, Peter, with Bob Dole, what about whenever he said that he wasn't thinking about running for president, but he still stepped down from the Senate? Why would he do that if he wasn't thinking about it? You think he'll do that now? Wait, is he dead? Buttery Dole. No, he's alive. Is he still alive? Somehow. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if he popped up? Old, but... If he popped up, I'd be like, he's old. Fucking vote him in. Um, we've had such a, like, a, just a, like the high of Obama and the lows of Trump. We just need a fucking milk toast. You know, we need like a... Uh, um, Not Mike Pence, though. Mike Pence pretends to be milk toast. He's actually a fucking monster. Keep that in no, no, mind. No. Well, because Mike Pence, if I could give any... If I, could, if I was a, a genie and I could give Mike Pence any wish in the world, I would give him the wish that, Mike, it's okay to be gay and you can come out of the closet. Come out of the closet, Mike. Nobody's judging you. That's perfectly okay in this day and age. Just come out of the closet. Yeah. Come out of the closet. Um, but, uh, mother, mother. <laughs> but, but, um, yeah, so, uh, it's like, we really do just the, the antidote we need is someone who is, and I really mean this, like, cause 
if you read if you read history, the presidency it's it's a lot like a king, right? People loved and supported the king when their country was winning wars and taking territory. But then, like, when they weren't losing or the king wasn't glamorous, they were mad at the king. But sometimes you'd get a king who was just a really good organizer and a really good shopkeeper. He wasn't a glamorous warrior or, like, a Machiavellian tactician, but he knew how to run the country, get the deficit down, bring jobs back. Like, all the boring That's stuff. Bill Clinton. Right. We need a Bill Clinton without the rapiness, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, we need a shopkeeper. We need somebody that can just, like... Just do a bunch of boring shit that just gets the country back to like, all right, well, I guess the biggest health crisis is, again, is Cheetos, you know? But think, um, but, but think about... Uh, damn it, I can't do a good Bill Clinton anymore. No, you're going into Bernie Sanders. You're, you're like, but the billion... Like, you're like a Bernie Sanders no, werewolf. No, uh, l- listen to me, Peter, okay? <laughs> what, what, what we need is for me, Bill Clinton, to be the first gentleman, Okay. <laughs> I can't really do it anymore. But the, yeah, like yeah, I feel like the idea is like anytime you I, get close I, to a, anytime I, you get close to a billionaire, you just transform and you're like, oh, the billionaires, oh, the billionaires, I'm the billionaires. By the I'm light of a full me. billionaire, I transform into an old man. By <laughs> oh. the full moon, I transform into the public bus. <laughs> Ovaltine. Because <laughs> all people like Ovaltine, right? <laughs> We gotta get to the country kitchen buffet before eleven thirty. That's when I we stop think, serving those little breakfast biscuits. I think Cory Booker could win, um, and I think, uh, and I, I, I think he has a better chance of winning than uh, Kamala Harris, only because she's a woman. And like, God, I hate that. Like, people aren't like. There's such a backlash oh. against a woman being president. Oh, and you, know, and you know why I think Cory could get uh, Beyonce to show up for his inauguration? Because he could book her. Ah, uh, see, there's a lot of good jokes in that. Um, but, like, yeah, I, I, it's it's that same... You've heard it before when, like, we were, like, dumb people, when, you know, uh, they thought they were, like, safe from judgment around us, and they'd be like, you know, here's the thing I don't understand about this gay marriage. Who's the man and who's the woman? <sighs> what the fuck are you even talking about? Like, um, and I feel like that that's happens a woman president. They'd be like, well, if you have a woman president... Then, then who's going to be Mr. President? Because she's not a mister, you see? <laughs> it just, it don't, I don't understand it. It don't work, you know? It, it doesn't work. I mean, we, we had... Now, listen here. We had Adam and Eve, not President Hillary, okay? Can't yeah, do that. It was, it no. was Adam and Eve, not, not just President Eve, okay? Now, you know, the Bible says that the president should be a man and a woman. Wait, hold on. I think I'm... <laughs> Accidentally, I think my ideas are making me more progressive than I mean to be. <laughs> Hold on now, something's happening. I think it's a, it's like a thought, it's like a brain picture in my head. No, you see here we have yeah. these things called. That's what we need. We need bodies. President fucking Kermit. <laughs> we just need we need a guy with a puppet on his hand that's going like, what we're going to do to fix jobs is we're going to fund green energy. Like that's you, you, you got to do your other guy voice. Whenever you're trying to do Kermit, you can't do Kermit. Oh, you're talking about when I have to do like what we need as that's Kermit. That's perfect yeah. Kermit. We need we need to fund green energy because it's not easy being green, but we have to do it. No, like if we stop. get if we get, ah, I can't do it now. Just say that, but add Miss Piggy at the end of it. Uh, and my vice president will be Miss Piggy. Perfect. <laughs> 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 you turn into fucking our impressions are terrible but that's oh, why people tune in people tune in right for the the impressions and, and the hard news that we give them that we are looking up literally as we talk i would follow that up with like a wesley quote but i can't do wesley's voice when i'm laughing <laughs> I, uh, I can do a mickey mouse when i'm laughing <laughs> but yeah honestly like and it's a, that's the thing is like right now we're so we're so sensitive and raw that like a fucking shopkeeper could never win as president, and that's exactly what we need. Someone that's just measured and, like, chooses the most middle of the road. I'm not happy with it, but, hey, at least the choice wasn't like, hey, what if we just murdered 10,000 people? Like, we need a slow and steady to repair everything, you know? 
What we need is someone who will get into the uh, Oval Office day one. They'll use executive orders to destroy all of Trump's executive orders. Since what he did with his orders was destroy everything Obama did, basically we're reversing that, and now all of Obama's executive orders are back into play, right? Then use one final executive order or act of Congress. You could probably get this to pass to uh, abolish the executive order or at least put extreme limitations on it so the next person can't just flip the switch on all that. Like, I mean, God, even going back to fucking Iran, right? An executive order ended the Iran deal because Obama had to use an executive order to make it. But that was one of the worst things Trump did to America. You don't understand the ramifications of that. No country's ever going to make a deal with America like that in the future because they're not seeing Obama Trump. They're seeing America made a deal. America broke a deal for no reason. You cannot make deals with America is the takeaway they have from that. Right. And yeah, so now whenever we want to make a deal with North Korea to keep them from nuking us, they're going to be like, no, we not do that. Or something less racist. Okay. All right. So this is actually even more upsetting. Remember when I was talking about like Hillary don't run? Yeah. So I, I realized on the page I was on, if I scroll down, there's even more candidates. Bernie so Sanders! Are, so yeah, Bernie Sanders, these have not announced yet, but they have quotes. Uh, I don't, so I don't when, trust Bernie. So running for president again, an oldie but a goodie. You ready for this? Yes, I am. I know who you're going to say. Who? In, insane in the Herman Cain membrane. No, fuck it. You think Herman Cain's going to run as a Democrat? They're about to put him on the seat of, like, the well, fucking... Well, he said uh, running again. Herman Cain is running again, by the way. But, yeah, I'm not worried because he's not going to run as a Democrat, and if he did, he's not going to take any votes away. So everyone stand back. There's a Herman Cain coming through. You know, did he ever use that for his um uh his his rallies? Because he should. Nah, but he did the, uh, shucky ducky. Oh, he had so many good quotes. <laughs> he did. He was a great quoter. He would. We and I put... like in his concession speech, he sang the theme song to the second Pokemon movie. I would just say for Herman Cain, I would be happy to elect him to a post that has no real power, but he's on the news all the time. I. But I'd didn't. Was he like the owner of Papa John's or something? He was like he kept... the, yeah, he so... was the he was the CEO of not no not Papa John's. Papa John's is the super racist guy. Uh, he was the uh, CEO of, what was it, Little, it wasn't Little Caesars, was it? Oh, it was one pizza joint. Anyway. Yeah, but yeah, he kept sexually harassing people, so he had to step down. Yeah, he kept sexually harassing people back when we could get rid of people for that. Um, <laughs> but his tax deal, he kept running like a pizza thing. My tax deal! 777! Yeah, no, 999. Like, 999! Like, whatever. It doesn't matter. Point being, it doesn't work, but it's fun to say. Yep. And I'm just nine, saying, we could... Nine, we, nine. 9% this, 9% that, 9% that, 9% across the board. I would it's be a special very... deal. Well, they are putting him on, like, the uh, National Reserve Board or whatever, so he will be in charge of our money uh, oh, no. pretty, pretty soon. <laughs> so oh, I'm, like, no. I'm like, you fucking, you're putting Herman fucking Kane. Oh, my God. This is getting ridiculous. Like, uh, anyway. Well, it's because everyone who has a political future won't work for Trump, so he's only putting the scummiest of the swamp monsters in his administration. I can't wait till fucking Scott Baio becomes the fucking head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Uh, still, all I know about him is, and then Scott Baio gave me pink eye. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what I know about episode. him. Charles in charge of our days and our foreign policy. You never saw Charles in charge? Ah, uh, I, uh, I know that. No, but I haven't seen it, but... From the epic rap battles of history, Trump versus Hillary, uh, one of the lines is uh, something, 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 and put Charles in charge. Yeah, the whole system's yeah. rigged, and we all know the riggers. For the last eight years, this country's been ran by, and then they cut away. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. All right, so... The Are you fucking getting... kidding me with this blah, blah, blah? The... Is, uh, Abe Lincoln flies in on an eagle. The oldie, the oldie but a goodie that possibly is going to run again. I'll start with the quote, and we'll see if you can guess who he is. Ready? Joe Biden. He's 75 years old. Nope, it's not Biden. He's 75 years old on November 27th. The Harvard Institute of Politics quoted him as saying, am I going to think about it? Yeah, I'm going to think about it. I've said that point blank. Simply because of all the things I've just talked about. If you care about these things, you have to think about it. Um, a he Democrat, worked, He's a Democrat. He worked in the Obama administration. He speaks fluent French. He looks like Herman Munster. Oh, uh, John Kerry. John fucking Kerry. 
John Kerry, oh you couldn't God. beat W. Bush when he yeah, was abroad in the middle of the worst foreign wars our country had ever seen. He, he was Stay the, second, the fuck out of Malibu, Lebowski. He was the second Secretary of uh, State after Hillary left. And I think he would be a great Secretary of State. Stay the fuck out of Malibu, deadbeat. You're Herman Monster. This land is going to vote for me. Yeah, that was. I know him from the uh, 2004 election song on uh, Jib Jab. And I'm also mad because, you know, of course, the uh, with the other ones, you have, um, you know, your favorite Joe Biden, whose quote is, uh, I don't want to make this a fool's errand. I'm a lot closer than I was before Christmas, and we'll make the decision soon. The fuck does that even mean? Yeah, he's running. And then uh, I mean, my favorite, uh, fucked up New York Mayor Bill de Blasio. He says, I never rule things out because you never know what life brings, but I'm focused on the work I'm doing now, and I'm getting this message out. What is that work, Bill? Fucking up the subways? You're doing a hell of a job with that. I mean, and the last time when it was Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders, and three nobodies that no one remembers, that was just five people on the Democratic side, 16 on the GOP side. We saw how bad having a crowded field can be. Yeah. With uh, now the Dems are falling into that trap because everyone realizes, oh, all I have to do is uh, beat the other Democrats and I'm president. There's no way I can lose now. Like so, no, I mean, yeah, yeah. they're they're t- the piranhas are tasting blood in the water and they're going into a feeding frenzy. Well, what's like, going to uh, happen? All these like, so like all Peter these... always hates it when people write that in their books. All these because piranhas, Jesus Christ! All right, look, I'm going to lay this out for you guys, and I'm tired <laughs> of talking about it. Piranhas don't eat people in a fucking feeding frenzy. That's not how they work. That'll, they could strip a cow in five minutes. No. Piranhas <laughs> are like opportunistic feeders, and they won't strip your bones. You might get bit. Maybe they might take a toe off, maybe. My Assholes. toe. Um, so what's going to happen? So like, I, here's, here's, here's my prediction. All these fucking people, plus all the other ones I haven't read, are going to run, right? Yes. So all these, all these assholes run. Then you know who somehow gets the nomination? This lady named Marianne Williamson, her job is spiritual guru and entrepreneur. She is a best-selling New Age author and friend of Oprah Winfrey. And she said, we had a miracle in this country in 1776 and we need another one. She's already visited Iowa. She ran for a congressional seat in California as an independent. And she spent $2 million with endorsements by singer Alanis Morissette and Representative Dennis Kucinich. And she finished fourth. So this lady, we're gonna get it. We're gonna end up getting a spiritual guru anti-vaxer for fucking president when the Democrats fuck this up. Well, you, you, you ought to know. That's an Alanis Morissette reference. That's what I. That's this whole. That's the name of this episode. And that's what I'm saying to the Democratic primaries. You, you, you ought to know. Stop running. Everyone quit. <laughs> Come up with a play. Let's run some distraction candidates. Let's get everybody. You know. Let's get the opposition all freaked out and fired up about someone else. And then, boom. We unmask our candidate last minute. I, I mean, do you want do you want Hillary Clinton going down on you in a theater? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, if it's her or Bernie Sanders, what what would you? Why pick? are you gonna disrespect Hillary like that? Wouldn't you be like, what? Would, there's so many people you could choose from to go down on you in a theater. Why do you choose Hillary? Because she was the one that we were most terrified of winning the nomination. You know, Bill would be a lot more likely to go down on you in a theater. But he's not running for president. I don't think. That's what you think. But just wait. <laughs> just fucking wait. That would be funny. Bill Clinton runs again. Oh, surprise, everybody! I'm back. <laughs> I hate that I would love that. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a constitution. Ah, I can't do his voice. Oh, I'm a constitutional scholar. I'm just going back into Bernie Sanders. But, uh, yeah. And America, turns out, America you... I'm, like, I'm like an amendment. You just can't get rid of me without another one. <laughs> so what does that even mean? I don't know, but I'm president. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, fucking like... Uh, no, they're going to fuck it up. And when they do, uh, I quit. I quit this podcast. Well, I don't quit this podcast. We're going to make this podcast. This, this podcast, is. we're going to change it to, like, those bird watchers. And today, we're just going to talk about fucking birds we saw. Oh, my God. Speaking of, I have some exciting news for everyone listening right now. You saw a fucking bird? It's not the bird watchers yet. I know, I know. We're not the bird watchers yet. But speaking of seeing birds and people who see birds, everyone's been asking us since, like, the first episode, who is this Wesley person you're always talking about? Does anybody ask us that? You mean the two people that listen? Yeah, nobody's ever asked us that. And one per- <laughs> two people listen. It's like you and Wesley. I don't even listen to this show. But, uh, yeah, no, nobody's asked us that. Nobody there are actually two people on the show and one of them doesn't listen to it. <laughs> I'm not 
not going to listen to this. I got better stuff to do. Yeah. <laughs> Why would I listen to it? I fucking said it. I know what it says. I was there. <laughs> no, actually, I space out whenever we start to do the episode. And it's like, you know, just this long blackout period. And I come out the other end going, whoa, what the hell did I just do? And why does my asshole hurt? <laughs> I call them rage blackouts. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I have them in the car when I listen to NPR. <laughs> I start driving and then I come to at work and I go, what happened? <laughs> Yeah, right. So that's me at the end of an episode. It's like, whoa, what, what was all that? Should I, should I listen to it? No, these people sound really angry. I don't know what's wrong with them. Who they sound, they seem dangerous. Called? They should be what in Guantanamo. It? What was it a friend of us called us? He said, we're too angry and toxic. Uh, which friend? Well, the only other friend that we don't miss. Uh, 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 Sex Luther. He was on, I forgot he was on an episode. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, we're, we're just too, I don't know if he ever used the word uh, toxic, but certainly too angry and uh, negative. I don't know how we can be positive unless we're positive in a very angry, fake way. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, okay, now he's killing all the Mexicans. Wonderful. Baby cages. That's lovely. You know what I love? I love a, I love a tax break for the ultra-wealthy. Yeah. Oh. You know what is the middle class? I'm just like, give it to me, Daddy. I want you to just, yeah, just take my whole paycheck. I love it. That was a great Judge Janine impression at the very beginning there. I was with uh, Judge Janine. I've been working on doing an impression of her. She sounds like Gilbert Godfrey. I haven't listened to her. Uh, sort of. Like, she sounds like she's trying to eat a live cat that's currently scratching her <laughs> while she's forcing The Iranian one deal! Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and that's why Trump's gonna keep winning! Because he knows how he's telling! Something I knew like I didn't that, need. Right? I knew I didn't need to listen to her when she came up with the the, the word uh, the phrase Trump derangement series. Uh, 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 I'm sorry, Trump derangement syndrome. The only way that is applied is if it's a new kind of mental delirium that we have named after the president. Yeah, uh, basically anyone that still follows him at this point. But it's the crazy people that are because fo- you know how whenever no, you go insane, not... you don't see yourself going insane. Just you feel normal right. in the world around you but goes it's, nuts. That's, I think that's Trump the derangement tr- syndrome is them calling the world around them going crazy, crazy. Right? They're like, well, clearly I can't be wrong because I well, can't use introspection or I wouldn't be I a Trump supporter. I don't think they're crazy, and I'll tell you why. I had a I had a conversation with my girlfriend the other day because uh, we were talking about cults. And I go, do you think it's likely that a cult would ever be able to get me in? And she goes, yeah. She goes, because you're always looking for that like new thing to revolutionize your life, and you love gimmicks. And I go, fuck. You know, this whole time I've lived my life, like the people that get drawn in by cults are somehow different or weaker than me. It's not the case, man. Uh, it, it, all it takes is you being in the right place at the right time to get pulled into a cult. Well, yeah, uh, I mean, you, you don't have to be... Uh, stupid to get brainwashed. Yeah. You can be very, very smart and be brainwashed. It's but easy you to... can also be very smart and insane. Yeah, it's easy to it's easy to armchair quarterback people that are in cults. And so that's that's and that's my whole point is that's what Trump followers are. They're they they have a lot of the same problems as people that have been slowly drawn into a cult. And I told you this before, but I'll I'll say it again for our listeners. What got me to that and made me very sad, because I always thought that these people will will leave Trump when, when when his policies begin to really hurt them. When they see the pain, they'll leave. And I was wrong, because that's not what happens in a cult. People, no. they he, find he a way to... He frogged and potted them. He frogged and potted them, and, like, the more pain they feel, the more they gravitate to him, because he says, I'm the salve for your wound. The pain is not your fault. This is coming. I, I'm here to protect you. And I, I, I realized this because I was listening. It was a Georgia peanut farmer, which struck close to my heart, uh... And he had had, like, the biggest, like, crop he'd had in 50 years. He's like, that was the best crop we'd had in 50 years. It was, uh, it was a bump of crop. And, uh, I'm making him sound like he's from <laughs> a Yankee. Uh, well, don't go down that road. Yeah. Dude, it's, down it sounds, gone sour. Yeah, it Sometimes sounds like I'm about, yeah, I'm about to go. Better. Down is better. Uh, no, but he was like, it was the biggest crop we had in 50 years. And, uh, and so then they go, and then the tariffs hit, and it, fucked his crop because he couldn't sell it because China raised their own tariffs, fucked a bunch of farmers, and then storms hit, and he lost his whole crop. And then Trump shut down the government, so an extra month came in that they couldn't get any sort of relief. So he lost all this money, and it really ruined his livelihood. And so they're talking to him, and they go, well, like, like, how do you feel about the tariffs? Because they've they've ruined you, and, like, what are you going to do? And he just goes, well, uh, you know, uh, it's tough, but I think these tariffs are, you know, something that's necessary, and it's a sacrifice that we have to make. And it's so depressing because it is a useless sacrifice. And this person is sacrificing themselves and their livelihood for what they think is the greater good for somebody that is doing everything they can to enrich themselves and stay in power. 
Yeah, and it sucks because that guy's not dumb. He owns his own farm. It was a successful farm. He's sacrificing himself and his livelihood for what he thinks is good for America. And it made me realize I'm not smarter than these other people. And I guess I, I feel like I've been doing them a disservice by coming from a place like I'm smarter than them because I'm not inside the cult. Because it's easy to armchair quarterback a cult and go, fucking cult, you'd never get me, I tell you. I'd go straight up that cult leader and I'd kick his ass. Like, no, you wouldn't. I'll not tell if you they what? Got, yeah, not what? if they got you. I mean, fuck. The, uh, that cult in Japan that released nerve gas had fucking nuclear physicists in their cult. You know, and so it's just it's depressing, but, and it's like I don't know how to help them. But back to the bird watchers news, which we got sidetracked yeah, from. Fucking bird watcher. <laughs> the uh, so everyone that's been asking us, who is this Wesley person you're always referencing? He's actually going to have a segment on our show now. Stay it's, tuned at the end of our episode after the finishing music jingle, and we're going to have a, a little three minute story time with Wesley. Oh, you actually yeah, you get to hear the uh, you get to hear the man himself. Um. One thing I was going to say is, uh, I don't he know. He actually had you... something recorded for the last episode, but he saved it in a weird format, so I couldn't add it. Have you heard about, um, what is it called, AS, a- ASMR or whatever? ASMR? Yeah, yeah, ASMR radio. Uh, I think Wesley would be a perfect speaker of that. That's what I'm going to say. I'm sorry, I'm trying to make sure I'm saying it right. So it's basically like people doing things that create like soothing sounds. And like, so there was one with this lady with like long nails and she would just like eat pickles and stuff like that and record it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so ASMR is a feeling of well-being combined with a tingling sensation in the scalp and down the back of the neck as experienced by some people in response to specific gentle stimulus, often a particular sound. And it's triggered by whispering voices, paper tearing. Uh, anyway, so my whole point is uh, uh, Wesley's voice is ASMR, and I want him to start his own YouTube channel uh, because I swear to God, I'm just like, God, his fucking voice is soothing. Right, or he could just keep recording us stuff and we can use it to get views. That's true. We could if, use... if, you want, if you want to be soothed, you got to listen to us scream for an hour. <laughs> well, I like it. I think, I think we should just have it as like, your ASMR moment is in, and it's just Wesley reading like oh, the actually... back of his... Reminds me of uh, what John Stewart used to do, you know, and now here it is, your moment of zen. At the end yep. of our episodes, we'd be like, and here it is, your moment of ASMR. Yep, and then it's just uh, a little blurb of, like, Wesley reading the back of a Wheaties box or uh, <laughs> talking about how he found some change in his pocket. Pop-tarts, strawberries. They're not, they're not as good as the blueberry ones, but <laughs> ma, I eat all of them, even though I told Ma, you don't eat the blueberry Pop-Tarts, they're mine! That's so why I had to eat the, the strawberry ones today, and I found a quarter. Oh, look at that! Oh, that's not a quarter, that's a button. And I found a got, button! And it's got sodium glycol. Sodium <laughs> glycol. Call. Oh. And now, how many grams of salt it has? Oh, hold on a minute. Dylan's being a dildo. Dylan, you shut up in there! I'm gonna go beat your ass! Uh, okay, hold on, listeners. I gotta go do something right quick. Dylan, goddammit, I told you a thousand goddamn times! Paul, what are you doing? Squint, sticking your dick in my door! Oh, <laughs> redneck, AS, redneck ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, huh? but uh, so stay, stay tuned for that at the end. Um, I don't Dylan, think there's really a lot in the in the news to cover. Uh, they're still threatening to shut down the government because they reopened it temporarily. Uh, you know, on oh. that Trump survey, they go, uh, "Do you? Uh, do you?" There was some kind of question about, "Do you think that? Uh, do you think that Nancy, uh, Nancy Pelosi, and Chuck Schumer care about your well-being?" And uh, I wrote in, "Go, well, I've never seen Chuck or Nancy throw paper towels at hurricane victims, <laughs> bitch." Um, when it asked about building the wall, do you think a wall is necessary at our southern border? I said, I think a wall is necessary to be built around the fucking White House. Like, I tried to not answer anything so that the Secret Service is going to read that and think I'm a threat to the president. <laughs> but I did let them know, uh, and they go, do you have anything else you want him to address in the State of the Union? I go, yeah, how can you be so rich and so fucking illiterate? Also, <laughs> how did you make a deal with the devil to get this job so we can have the lawyers find a loophole to get you out of the contract? Yeah, I mean, he doesn't even know, speaking of illiterate, he doesn't even know how to spell country. It's awful. I mean, he is a your mama joke, you know? Like, he's the equivalent, man, your mom's so dumb. Like, it, I just get tired Trump, of talking yeah, about Yeah, tr- tr- Trump is so dumb, he uh, hula hoop with a Cheerio, I don't know. <laughs> I think you're getting the your mama's so skinny. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
<laughs> Trump, Trump definitely is not. Trump sticks so small he can spin a Cheerio around it. There we go. <laughs> yeah, he can. Mario, there's a Cheerio on me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. Um, I don't know. I just I'm just saying, Democrats, please don't fuck this up. Don't, don't fucking They're choke. Gonna. Oh, they They're probably... gonna choke. They're gonna choke, and then it's like. Four more years of Trump, and then eight well, years of Pence, and then eight years the big, of Ivanka. The big, the big thing he did, which is the clearest indicator of him working for Russia, by the way, to throw this into the very end, he canceled a strategic nuclear arms ban that we had with Russia going back forever. He just yeah. canceled it. Of course. Of course. Which, he does everything his puppet master wants him to do. But we have it's, President fucking Vladimir Putin wrapped around a toddler. But it's weird, because it's like, if Russia wanted to do whatever they wanted to do, why do they need to cancel that anyway? Um, it's, at this point, it just feels like Putin's like, eh, watch this. Uh, while he's speaking, uh, I can make him uh, slap his own face. Watch. <laughs> like, he just like, you know, like, what, what, like, is it beyond, it, it's almost beyond the point in which Putin uh, is blackmailing him. Was like, like, Putin's oh. put a chip in his head and is controlling him with an N64 controller. Like, I, I've never this. thought, I've never thought that he had dirt on Trump because what's going to happen if the P tape gets out? He'll just lie about it like he did the Access Hollywood tape. Yeah, but remember, yeah, like, there are things that even Trump is embarrassed about that he'll do. I even doubt he it. Has, I don't think he can feel embarrassed. Like, why did, then why did he pay hush money about Stormy Daniels? He tried to... That, I mean, hey. not, to, not to play uh, Trump's advocate, but that was his lawyer doing that, not him. It was probably yeah, but, him thinking ahead. Maybe, or, but the Trump, point or is, Trump thinking, you know, that could actually play poorly, and told the, him to do it. But the best point case, is, the point is, he never just came out and go, he never came out and bragged about having sex with Stormy Daniels. My point is, there are things he is embarrassed about too that he doesn't want to get out. Hmm. There are things I, that even it's weird to imagine him with human emotions, though. Well, childlike emotions. It's the same way that I believe that dolphins and dogs have the same emotional equivalency of like a four-year-old mm. or a seven-year-old or something like that. Uh, yeah, and so Eric Trump must be kind of like a a, a crab, because you know crabs they uh they're they have an intelli they they're intelligent enough to communicate, but they can't communicate anything more than what they can immediately see, so they don't have object permanence, right? right. And the main thing that crabs communicate is simple facts like I am energetic, I am sad, I am or not sad, I'm I am sick, I I am hungry, I am yeah. angry. I, I well I can definitely see uh, fucking I can definitely see uh, fucking uh, Don Jr. Um, raising his big claw and being like, ah, ah, because that's kind of what he does on Twitter, right? He raises yeah. his big claw to make himself look more fierce. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we're like, you're just a tiny little crab, aren't you? Look at your <laughs> little claw. Trying to trying to Twitter with your little crab claws. <laughs> yeah, that, that's Trump's children. Pretty much. I, I, I raised them after myself. The apple's not far from the tree. I don't think he raised them after himself. I think he... Basically, well, put his, them... his his maids raised them after himself. Well, no, Trump has that... bragged about never having changed a diaper in his life. By the way, uh, I well, I I, I so many jokes I want to make. Um, is that why his pants are full of shit? Uh, <laughs> is there someone in charge of changing the president's depends? Uh, <laughs> it, that, that depends. It <laughs> depends. Someone on staff is in charge of changing his diapers because he just admitted he's not doing it himself. Um, <laughs> I think he, I think he raised his boys like he just put them in front of a, a hermit crab uh, terrarium. <laughs> I thought you were about to like... say hermit crane. Hermit crane. <laughs> hermit crane. I'm a crab now. <laughs> pitch, pitch, pitch. Nine, nine, nine. <laughs> nine, nine, nine. Ah, uh, shucky, ducky. <laughs> hermit crab. That's fucking great. If I ever get a pet crab, I'm naming him Herman Crab. <laughs> a gift in Herman Cain, and we need to cherish it. <laughs> Life is just like Herman Cain. Nine, nine, nine. Oh, oh, shucky ducky. Dun, dun. It's just, it's, it's sad that he had to sexually harass people, because he's, he's such a good source of entertainment. <laughs> uh, he could be making us laugh for years, yeah. until he became president, and then we're all like, fuck. Yeah, or he gets on the National Reserve, the fucking chair of the National fucking Reserve, and then it's just like, oh, God, no. I mean, we're the Democrats are going to have decades of cleaning up the Republican shit with this. No, and they me- won't, because they're going to fumble. They're going to lose. I tell you what's going to happen. They're going to lose the presidency again. Turn up Republican here. They may barely take the Senate. Then they're going to lose the House and the Senate. Yeah, because they're going to elect Hillary Clinton. 
No, they're not. They're going to fuck something They're going to elect Hillary Clinton, and then Fox News is going to have the perfect propaganda beacon, and everything Trump ever did will get forgotten, and they're going to use Hillary Clinton's name to invoke the wrath of all the of all the deplorable voters, and that will be that will be the the GOP apocalypse. Maybe. Uh, we'll see. I mean, but otherwise, right. I'd love to see Hillary Clinton as president, just because a that would piss off the deplorables. Plus, I mean. Yeah, no, it just piss off the deplorables. That would be really, really funny. It would be know? funny, but it's so, terrible so in, because... In, in that manner, I can sort of understand the deplorables' take of, uh, oh, if only Trump could be elected, it would really trigger the libs. No, except, if... except at the same time, I, Hillary would actually be able to No, because I even, as, even look, even as president, I don't think she would be able to get the right to work with her. And we still need... Right, no, whatever. not. We still need them to work as part of a functioning government, which means I don't think we... it. Would, I don't think it matters which Democrat is president; they're not going to work with them. Um, I don't not, think anyone. Yes, I don't think they yes, work with anyone. Yes and no, but that's why we need somebody that's milk toast enough. Or we need a president that everybody can dislike, but everyone can also stomach. Hmm. You know, that's why, all I'm saying. We need. Uh, why we, why we, can't we just have a president that everyone can like? Oh right, because the Fox News. We need to invoke. We need to invoke the spirit of George W. Bush and Michael Dukakis. You know what we need? What we really need, because Fox News will always be the propaganda branch of the GOP, and every other news outlet's always going to be looking at reality. We need someone who's a genuinely good person to run for president of the the GOP, right? And this good person, once they become president. A Republican, good person president, Fox News, and all the other news networks could all be in agreement, and everyone can like this person because, in reality, they're good. Fox News will say they're good because they're paid to say the Republican's good. And then everyone can be happy, and everyone can work together, and we can actually move forward as a country. You know who I think has a really good shot if they run in 2020 on the Republican ticket, if they can get Trump out of the way? Who's that? Um, uh, What's Oh, Mormon Pants. What's his name? Oh, uh, Mitt Romney. I think Mick Romney could stand a good chance because I think he could grab enough of the, uh, the, on the. Isn't it of... so? Isn't it so quaint that I, I used to be afraid that if he became president, he would run the country like a company. Well, at least it's, he, it's, at it's least quaint... he runs. At least he runs successful companies. Right. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so if they do field somebody in 2020, if they at least ran him, I wouldn't hate life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my God, could you imagine how much happier we'd be right now if Jeb Bush was president? I would have been pissed for like a week, but I'd have gotten over it. uh, I'm just tired of the presidency being a choice between like, you know, every presidency's like, this summer, if this guy wins, we're all destroyed. If this girl wins, we're all going. It's like, how about we do with the presidency? I swear to God, I feel like the George George Bush presidency, George H.W. Bush, the senior that seems like, especially in comparison, the most low-stakes presidency in history. Yeah. I mean, I... God, I... Mm. It's, it's, the reason is is because and, the, the Republicans will only run the most disgusting fucking dictator wannabe candidates. And I don't even like the Bushes. Even though they're trying to make W quaint, make H.W. seem like he was a great president, he did do one super smart thing, and he didn't go all the way into Iraq, which was a good move. Yeah. Well, but anyway, we're follow. running over time here, and we're just going to wax poetic about George H.W. Bush. 1,000 points of light. Stay the course. <laughs> yep. I read my a... lips, America. No new taxes. All right, Barb. I need to eat my seventeen or my seven and a half saltless saltine crackers and yeah. get myself a, a solid 17 hours of sleep. I love that he threw up on the Japanese prime minister. <laughs> God. And he hated broccoli, the... right? Like, what a world where, like, whoa, the president got the flu and threw up on the Japanese prime minister. And, like, we're all just like, woo, this is crazy. Ah, God, good times. Yeah, or when Fox News, like, had that whole shit fit about Obama wearing a beige jacket or something. A beige suit. Yeah. Ooh! Oh, he held a big gulp while saluting the troops! You know, if I could, um... You know, uh, Trump (laughs) fucked our troops over super goddamn hard, and he keeps fucking them over. If I could wish, if I could wish anything, uh, I would wish that Fox News for, uh, one year, uh, could only tell the truth. 
Yeah, fucking liar, liar, all of Fox News. They're not yeah. allowed to lie Actually, at all. Actually, I'm not even going to hold Fox News just to that. <laughs> I would wish that every news agency could only report the true facts for a year. Doesn't matter, CSNBC, Fox News, whatever. Uh, because remember, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, God, the crazy Christian conservative piece of shit that ran... Um, they changed his name to a euphemism for like rough gay sex. What's Santorum? Oh, Santorum. Santorum's on it like was, CSNBC's uh, payroll. They pay him money to come on there and talk shit. I, I do know what they changed his last name to mean, and it's not rough gay sex, but I don't want to describe it because it's kind of gross. Or <laughs> either way. Uh, okay, I, I'll, I'll I'll describe it. Uh, Santorum, if you Google it, will say that it's the uh, what is it? A, a mixture of like semen, feces, and Vaseline that's produced during anal sex. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what comes out of his mouth whenever he talks. So that's the whole point. <laughs> They're all fucking shitty and complicit in this, um, which makes me mad. Some are just more shitty and complicit than others. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our fucking show. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed it. I feel a catharsis. And I guess we'll leave you with uh, your ASMR Wesley moment is in. <laughs> It's story time with Wesley. Grandfather planted a turnip in his garden. Grandmother watered it every day. The turnip got bigger and bigger. My turnip is beautiful, cried grandfather. Oh, ha, laughed grandmother. It's not your turnip. It's my turnip. Didn't I water it every day? Ho, ha, shouted grandmother. I planted it, didn't I? So it's my turnip. The turnip grew bigger. One morning, grandmother. Mother woke up before anyone else. I will pull that turnip before the birds eat it, she said. Ho-ha. As she hurried to the garden, she pulled and she pulled until she couldn't pull anymore, but the turnip did not move. The next morning, Grandfather made up his mind to pull the turnip to surprise Grandmother. It is so big, he thought. Our neighbor's silly goat will start eating it, ho-ha. Grandfather pulled and pulled until he could not pull anymore, but the turnip did not move. Ho-ha, yippo-pinche. Then grandfather called grandmother to help him pull the turnip. Grandmother came running. She was pleased that grandfather had asked her to help him pull the turnip. We will pull our turnip, she cried, ho-ha. They pulled and they pulled, and they went ho-ha, yippo-pinche. And, but the turnip did not move. Grandfather wiped the sweat from his brow. Call Mikey to help us, he said. Mikey, their grandson, came and they pulled. And ho-ha, they puffed. And they pulled. And ho-ha, nipple pinchy. Until they could not ho-ha, nipple pinchy anymore. But the turnip did not move. Get the dog to help, said Grandfather. Ho-ha. The dog came and pulled. And Mikey, they all pulled and pulled and pulled. Ho-ha. Pull. Until they could not pull anymore. Ho-ha. But the turnip did not move. Then the cat came and pulled behind the dog. And they all pulled and pulled and ho-ha. Nipple pinchy. One, two, three. Pull the whole hard nipple pinchy. The rooster and the hen pulled at the goose, who pulled at the cat, who pulled at the dog, who pulled at Mikey, who pulled at grandmother, who pulled at grandfather, who pulled the turnip. And they pulled and they puffed and they pulled and they pulled, but the turnip did not move. And it continued on and they got a bunch of other farm animals to pull and ho-ha pull and nipple pinchy and dig and and ho-ha and now all at once cried grandfather and they all pulled with their with all their might and they pulled and they pulled and they pulled and ho-ha at once was a loud noise the turnip came out of the ground so suddenly that they all fell down oh my called the bird look what i have done and he flew away to his tall tree. From there, he watched them all lying flat on the grass. Grandpa sat in the big turnip resting in his arms. Ho-ha. We hope you have enjoyed story time.
ne propinče. 